I'm at a crossroads in life, as we all are in some way, one way or another. Everything feels a little surreal to me right now, and in an almost peaceful way, I think in a joyful way. It's as if I'm waking from a dream, and in the dream, I had no control, and I just went with the flow as best I could. I tried to just do my best with what I had in front of me, and I took for granted the rules I was taught, the histories I was taught, the nature of reality, and I feel that I am developing the ability to transcend the reality before me and affect the future I experience. And I anticipate the future we all experience. It's as if this is a collective dream we're all characters in. We're all influencing the dream. And sometimes there's stories that, that need to be carried out in the dream. And sometimes it's dreams of things like wars. For there will always be wars and rumors of wars. Where is that in the Bible? I've heard, I hear that in my head. Like I was told that as a child. I was born into a world that anticipates another war. I guess we like trilogies, for one, but I think it's deeper than that. I think it's like a program that we can choose to run. It's like a game we can choose to play. We can choose to lower our frequency to a place where we are. Let me pause. Because the terminology I just used, I shouldn't use so casually because the way it might be interpreted is that I'm perhaps an arrogant fool or something. That's how I might interpret myself. Maybe I am. Maybe we all are. Something that I feel is central to my character is a desire to know truth and to share it. I've always felt I'm here on a mission, on a quest. I didn't quite know what it was. I just had this feeling that I'm supposed to be doing something that's going to help. And is maybe going to help Stop bad things from happening. Almost like I'm a time traveler or something, right? I'm coming back before the disaster to stop it from happening. Because I know that before we choose 
to lower our vibration. Pardon me for using this terminology that I don't understand, okay? When you listen to me speak, you're making a choice, and I appreciate it, and I take it very seriously, that I have a responsibility, if you're giving me your attention, to say something meaningful and something useful to you and something helpful for your life. I'm not here to pander. I'm not here to sell a product. I'm not here to become a brand. I'm not here to choose a team. And that's where I feel this dilemma, this crossroads I'm at. Because I know I feel this impetus to create and to do so with a sense of urgency and with a sense of determination to consistently create something that's of value to others. But I'm at a crossroads because I feel like I can make it about anything. I can make the tone any tone I choose. I can make it a niche show where I talk specifically about certain topics and subjects and find listeners who care a lot about those subjects too and go really deep, dive really deep on certain things that are really interesting to us. Or I can broaden that and try to speak to the masses. To anyone who's at a certain level can understand. And things that maybe will apply to more people, more places. But what I know for sure is whatever I do will be done with the intention to serve us all. Because I know something that you might not know. It's kind of a big thing. That we're all connected. And we're all coming from and going back to the same place. In this experience of life that we're living, we have a great deal of control over that experience. Because while we cannot control everything happening around us, we can not even control what's happening to us sometimes or all the time, right? I can't control if an asteroid hits my planet. I don't know if, you know, I just don't know what's going on. Anything could happen at any moment. And I'm at the mercy of mankind. And I'm at the mercy of nature. And I'm simply an entity that will cease to exist in this form. Within a relatively short span of time. Most likely within the next hundred years. I'm 33 years old. But am I really 33 years old? Is there like a little eye and a big eye? Maybe there's a big eye that's older than 33. Maybe it's 33 million years old. 33 billion years old. Maybe it's not. There's no way of understanding it in this mindset we're in. Pay attention to the words we use colloquially. Did I get it right? Colloquially. What a word, huh? Not that word. I'm sorry. But casually, I mean, right? We say things like, oh, we're on the same frequency here. Or we're on the same level, right? Or we really connect 
we have chemistry. We have expressions we use that compare ourselves to observable phenomena. Like we know there's things like waves, sound waves, light waves. We know radiation exists. We know light exists, sound exists. We know these things on a fundamental level exist. I remember playing a game, a video game I liked. It was called Bioshock Infinite. It is as of now the latest, still I believe, of that game franchise, which has a great story. And I remember, spoiler alert, kind of, at the end of it, being in this, like, other world where there's all these other worlds around you. And I don't quite remember what happens, and I shouldn't spoil it anyways for anyone who hasn't played the game. But I remember having this feeling like that's a real thing (laughs) that I forgot about when I saw that. And if we have a willingness to explore these things that we know are real, that we have this feeling in our heart, in our minds, in our soul, that this is interesting, right? This is something that we should know more about. Because when we can control and manipulate these waves, these lights, these sounds, these technologies are formed, right? We are able to harness nature around us. And that's the great accomplishment of man, is it not? Being able to turn an environment hostile toward its existence into its servant, basically. We dominate the earth, right? My part of the world we do. We get resources from the earth. We source things. We take things from the earth and turn them into other things. We are an aggressive species. We are an inventive species. We are a resilient species. And we are a species of infinite potential. And we are a species that repeats programs, it would seem to me. And when we talk about a war, a world war, and when we formalize these ideas of there being such a thing as war, as to be distinct from just being an asshole with guns, you know, and uh, uniforms. When you go somewhere and say, hey, I'm in charge now. And if you don't listen to me, I'll kill you. It's like we can do that if we want. Anyone at any time could do that. Especially in my country, anyone could go buy any gun, basically. It's pretty wild, right? Yet, how few times do we choose to behave that way? And it seems that there's fewer and fewer instances of that relative to our numbers as time progresses. And as time progressed, we progressed. But we're still in the dark on a lot of things. And we're looking at a distraction that prevents us from knowing 
everything else out there that we actually have access to and at our disposal. And when we come into tune with these things, it will feel to us that that was all a dream the way we were living before. And we're going to be set apart from our fears and from that which weighs us down. And we're going to perhaps realize that we're part of a tapestry that is beyond any of our individual comprehension. But we have to recognize the states we're in. I mean, not the countries, I don't mean the territories, I mean the emotional states, the intellectual states. What state are we in? Are we in a state of terror? Are we in a state of terrorizing? Maybe it's a little bit of both. Maybe one guy does this and the other guy does that. And before you know it, they just keep doing that. And then later on, eventually they call it a war. For what? So that you can pretend that you dominate a temporary plane of existence instead of expand on the infinite horizons you have within you, we all have within us. Any one or two or three of us can come together and really make life suck for a lot of people if we want to. We can really fuck shit up, any of us, at any time. So the fact that we live together peacefully almost all the time even with our crime statistics, even with as violent and as bad as things may seem. And that's not to discount it at all. Things are bad, I think, compared to how they should be. For sure, they're bad. But they used to be a lot worse for people who were here before us. So we should be wondering right now, what is it that keeps us good. Part of it is this feeling of security that we trust the people around us aren't going to be bad. It's a sense of reasoning that we do that we're safe enough to interact with one another. But over the past few years, that's been changing, hasn't it? It's been feeling less and less safe to go places to interact with people, to travel. These things start to feel more and more scary, more and more dangerous. And there's more and more encouragement for us to do certain things. And we're not sure why. And we try to be team players and we try to do the right thing. All of us are trying to do the right thing. But the truth is none of us know what the right thing is. Or if there even is a right thing. But what I want to do is spend time every day evaluating where I am, what state I'm in. Because I know that people in a good state aren't going to do bad things. And I know that when we're in good states together, 
we're free. We're free to expand our thoughts, expand our horizons. We're free to dream and imagine and invent and discover. We're free to bring joy and entertainment and love and laughter. We're free to evolve. But when you activate those instincts that I'm in danger, those instincts that took precedent, took most of our thought power for many, many years, as a species, our legacy, all of us on this planet are descended of people who lived in much worse times than us in many ways. Yet they survived it. And that took a lot of brain power, I bet. When there's animals in the wilderness trying to kill you, it probably takes a lot of brain power to escape them. And you're probably not spending a lot of time fucking philosophizing. <laughs> right? You don't have time to be in a Buddha under a tree who gets enlightened because you don't have time to sit under a tree peacefully long enough before a saber-toothed tiger eats you. And if you really had to worry about those things, you wouldn't be able to evolve. You wouldn't be able to experience all those beautiful things that I was just mentioning. Why are they trying to put us back in that state? Who is they? I don't care. But why is someone trying to put us back in that state where we're so fucking afraid all the time, we don't have time to think. We don't have time to devote ourselves to these higher purposes. We're being kept in place. We're becoming pawns on someone else's chessboard. We're devoting ourselves to the agendas of those who would have us be afraid. Those who prefer for us to be afraid. Those who threaten us with violence. Whether they wear uniforms or not. Whether they carry banners or not. The truth is we're all people pretending. We're fucking pretending countries are real. We're pretending that maps depict reality. We're pretending projections are equivocal to the actual experience. We're giving ourselves too much credit for our control over the world. And we're not appreciating the blessing we have here. And it's because we're becoming afraid. And you might say, Teacher Nico, we have things to be afraid of. And you might be right. In fact, you are right. If you want to survive, you have things to that are going to make you afraid. And sometimes you're going to have to run from them. And sometimes you're going to have to fight them. But sometimes there's nothing there. Sometimes it's like a projection you were fighting, a ghost you were chasing. And you might look up after decades of, of, of combat and war and struggle and and all this grind, and all this work, and all this suffering, and you might say, why did I do all that when I could have done anything else? Maybe you get another chance to do it soon enough. Maybe you get as many chances as you want. But right now, with this chance I have, with this life I have, I don't want to be afraid anymore. I don't want to be afraid to interact with people. I don't want to be afraid to travel. I wouldn't have given a fuck about 
whether or not it's safe to go to Ukraine a few years ago, I would have gone happily. I would still go happily. And I would look these people in the eye who think that they can come and tell people who's in charge now and say, hey, I see myself in you. It's okay. It's going to be okay. Because I know that you're not happy right now either. You got tricked maybe. Or maybe you're just playing out a role that, well, someday you won't be playing that role anymore. It could be for a lot of reasons. One of the reasons could be you choose not to play that role anymore. And you choose to find another way to find a resolution to what you feel is a problem. Because the truth is countries are made up. We're all people living on a planet. We're like refugees in the middle of a storm huddled together arguing over whose part of land is whose. Oblivious to everything around us. Because maybe we're surrounded by a storm, but right outside of that storm might be paradise. And it might be waiting, it might be waiting for us. We, if we're not able to just look above that storm, if we're not able to get away from that storm, through that storm, and we have to live in that storm, we never get to paradise. We never get to heaven. We have to wait for another life. An afterlife, if you will. A reincarnation, perhaps. I'll entertain the notion of nothing. As many atheists prefer to believe or choose to believe or just naturally do believe. I have believed that a little sometimes. But something tells me that makes no sense. Because I don't believe that, I don't know, I don't understand it, but I, I don't think that things would exist if it was more likely they don't, if that makes any sense. Like, why would this be the only time and place that this happens, that this life can happen, that life can exist? Why would it be a one-time thing? Because something went bang and that was it, like... That sounds important. What went bang? What 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 are you talking about? A thing was all together and it went bang and it went all apart and now it's all fucking everything's everywhere, trillions of everything in this undescribable scope of it. And it would take way too long for us to get to any of these places, so don't worry about them. That's what they're telling us. That's the great lie. That's one of the great lie. People are trying to call me. Hold on. I'm not going to answer that call. This is more important. I'm sorry that I have this phone on. And would you look at that? It's actually a perfect explanation of what I need to talk about later. The phones are becoming a problem the way we use them. And they're very good at hypnotizing us and locking us into certain states that we don't need to be in. The phones are part of what's creating this projection of reality, this fake copy of reality, if you will. We're, li we're, we're looking into that fake copy of reality, and we're devoting all of our attention to it. And it's becoming real to us, but we forget everything else around us. And the great lie that I was trying to say that, that I think is happening is, that we can't get to anywhere else. 
that we can't, we, that this is it, where you're at, this planet, this is it. It would take 60 bazillion years to get to the next planet, don't worry about it, just go on with your day. That part I think is bullshit. I think it's like if you lived, you know, away from a highway and then one day you stumbled on a highway and someone picked you up and said, hey, you need a ride? That'd be pretty wild. Because you thought there's no way a human could ever walk that far, could ever get that far away. And then if you see water all around you, you're like, there's no fucking way I'm getting through there. And someone comes up with a boat and it's like, oh my God, I guess I can. And it becomes normal to us, right? We adapt to it so easily, so quickly, that we don't think twice about stepping on a boat, jumping in a car. It's all natural to us. But for all those ancestors I was talking about, all those people that lived for all those millions of years, and I strongly debate the mainstream history, we'll be talking about that quite a bit, but it is, I believe it's true that for many years humans did live like that, like animals, like the rest of the animals. And we rose above, and we rose above why? One of the reasons we rose above the other species and gained dominion over this planet, in terms of our immediate circumstances at least, Team Humans is, you know, in charge of this planet, it seems. But maybe we're not. We rose above because we started to work together. You can't kill a tiger. But maybe 12 of you can. Maybe if you get sticks and you make them really sharp or get bamboo or you, you know, maybe you just start using your environment around you in different ways. And you come up with plans and ideas and you work them out together. And you say, okay, so... I'm going to lure the tiger in. I'm going to run through here. And then uh, it's too, he gets in this little crevice and you guys all drop these rocks. There was a time someone did that. Somehow they started making sounds that they understood. And we had words. And we really got good at communicating. It's like we could understand each other's thoughts. It's like the first time we could go inside someone else's mind that, that became something that just filled the world. These abilities to to connect through words, sounds, depictions, symbols. And we became able to transmit knowledge from one person to another and from one generation to the next. A lot less people get eaten by that saber-toothed tiger if everyone knows you don't go to that neighborhood because there's saber-toothed tigers. You take the other route and there's nothing to worry about. You know how many lives are saved just because people had the words to explain that to each other? And when are we at our greatest? Are we not at our greatest when we're all working together? When we're all peaceful? 
Is there perhaps a fear of how powerful we are if we're all together? Is there something or someone out there conspiring to make it so we're always divided and and destroying ourselves? If we think of ourselves as one tribe on this planet together, surviving, not in a sustainable way, but surviving long enough to have offspring that can figure it out, (laughs) right? Pass it on to another generation, but are we going to be the generation that fucks it all up after all these millions of years? Are we going to be the ones that really just fuck it all up? Because every time you kill a person, you're cutting a branch off of that tree of life. And that's not for you to do. That incurs a karmic debt. That incurs a guilty conscience. That incurs a darker state of being. A sadder state. A lower state. A not ideal state. Then you descend into those patterns of behavior and that becomes your life. Before you know it, it's over. And your family line is over. That story's over. And what if we all just destroy ourselves? What a waste. What a waste it seems to me that we do this to ourselves. That we fall into these traps. So I say to you now, while it's not too late, before everyone starts saying that we're in some conflict, we're at a war even, that there's a dramatic new development. Let's tune into the news every night to hear what's happening next. Did you see that explosion in the background? Holy fucking shit. Did you guys catch that? Oh, this is good TV. Now let's let a few networks tell us everything that's happening over there. And let's let them tell us what's going on. Can we trust them? Well, they don't have a great track record. They've actually been lying to us my whole life. So while I hope they've very recently discovered ethics that I wish they always had, and if they have, great. But maybe they haven't. Maybe this is part of that grand design to keep us divided. Because if we think we're having a conflict with people from another part of the world, then, well, I guess there's different people out there that aren't like me. I don't know much about them, but I know they're not like me. And I know that if they're wearing this uniform, it means they're bad guys. Right? But if you were born there, wouldn't you be wearing that uniform? If you came from a religion that believed certain things, wouldn't you probably believe those things? Do we not adapt to our environments? And so you're asking me to go kill people like me if you're asking me to go to a war. I ask you, are we being guided by the wisest among us when we choose to engage in these behaviors as a means of solving our problems? And what even are our problems? problem is we don't know what's going on 
and we're being asked to allow it to go on as part of our story, our attention's being drawn toward it. This is what we're supposed to fixate on. Is it wrong to fixate on perhaps tragedy or war? I don't think it's wrong, but I think that's one tragedy or war you're choosing out of any number of possibilities. How many wars are we not hearing about? How many people are suffering that isn't on TV? Why do they only choose certain places, you know, that the war, we need to care about wars at this place? I don't understand what they, what the American concept of war even is. And the global war is the worst idea. Because while maybe our best and brightest have developed these new weapons and technologies, anyone who uses them isn't so bright. You want to just not have any more internet? Indefinitely until this war sorts itself out? You want to just not have any electricity? You want to just not have clean water? You want to just not have food on the shelves maybe? Because everybody's trying to fuck up each other's countries in a war. Trying to break each other's will to fight so that they can take something from them or regain something, reclaim something, change some behavior, alter things by means of dominance. But the thing is, guys, we're in the same tribe and we have things that are a lot more powerful than those spears we used to use to kill the tigers now. We have spears that can destroy everything here. And we have a lot of those, actually. And it only takes a few bad decisions for the entire human race to cease to exist if there's no one out there that's going to stop it. And I think there is people out there that might stop it, but I don't know that they will or I don't know that they can. We'll talk about that more later. But I'm talking about Cold War not turning hot in the past when it could have, and there could have been nuclear annihilation of mankind. And now we're being asked to look at that again and to rekindle those emotions and those fears and that existential dread. We're being asked to bring that back into our lives. I don't want to. I will learn about it. I will try to help Somehow, if there's a way I can help everyone, hopefully I am by what I'm doing now. I'm giving the gift I have, which is an ability to try to teach, to teach. Because when you try to teach, you do teach, even if you're teaching by failure, by example. By attempting to know your teaching, if you're letting other people see it or hear it or take part in it. And so I come here to teach mankind as a man, like any other man. I'm a man choosing to look inward and upward and to take control of my attention and for that to be mine again. Because the technology that was put in our hands is wonderful and it's the only reason I'm able to 
reach you now. I'm as big a fan of technology as anyone in the West. But has it become our God? Have we put our soul into our technology? Are we staring at a projection of our soul when we look at our phone? Has our identity been reduced to images and text? When images and texts are great, they're not the totality of our being. They're not true humanity. We need to come together to survive. We're on the verge of graduation, I believe. We just forgot we were in school. We're really close to heaven. We don't have to destroy ourselves. We don't have to drop out right before we graduate. And it's best to just put ourselves in a position of considering possible histories, both of the past that have happened and the ones we're creating now. And if you put yourself forward in time, I speak to everyone when I say this, especially world leaders. If you put yourself into the future and remember the past, which past would you rather leave behind? One in which there was a World War III that set mankind back centuries? That took them off a course to ascending to a higher, perhaps even dimension? Just, just exceeding our bounds of, of what's possible? Exceeding in our own minds and, and finding within ourselves these treasures that we didn't even remember were there. Maybe that's there. Maybe it is. And I really want to find out. Do you want to leave behind a legacy of destruction? Is that history? The history we chose? Or will we choose to leave behind a great chapter in history where there was no World War III, where that one didn't happen? I've been predicting this for years, that it would come to this, where we would reach a point where we were goaded into repeating war. Because we've gone without it for long enough to forget how bad an idea it is. I want to say a few words to Anyone who's thinking about getting involved in this violently. It's a path you can choose. And I won't judge you for it. Regardless of what side you're on. What team you're on. What banner you are on. Fate chose that, right? Where you were born. Who you knew. What opportunities you had before you. What circumstances in your life led to you. Making that decision right now. You didn't know you would have this decision to make, maybe. But you can choose to go to war or to solve your problems like that 
to try to find resolution to something you don't understand. Or you can do anything else. You can go anywhere else. You can be anyone else. Anyone. You don't know who, maybe, but that's definitely not the only option. And it is my hope that we would all choose something else, anything else. Because if we did, the war's already over. And we'll figure out what caused this. What I feel so bad for everyone. and Not just the people who are maybe getting invaded by the news I'm hearing. That's what they're telling us. I don't know. I'm not there, right? I'm being told that there was a full invasion. People chose to go into another place and say, we're in charge of this now. For the time being, at least, right? Under new management. <laughs> okay, I think that's what they call an invasion, right? I feel bad for the people who got invaded. That sounds terrifying, right? Someone coming into your town and being like, new rules or else. Whoa, you know? But I feel bad for the invaders, too. Because maybe they're committing what to me could look like an act of violence or a disgraceful behavior. And that's an act of courage to them. And that's an act out of desperation, perhaps. That's for a good reason. And maybe I'm wrong and they're right. Or maybe we're both right and wrong. I don't know. But I know that if I was born over there, I'd probably see my team as the good guys and the other team as the bad guys. And if I look at everyone and I say, hey, if I could get along with everyone individually, why can't we get along with each other collectively? Oh, the answer is we can. So what led to this that I don't know? And we need to sit down and talk about it. Because obviously it led to some an not ideal state that we're all feeling right now. It's not ideal that we're threatening to murder each other. And to make other people unhappy. That we're going to intentionally make life worse for each other. That's a not something I, I want. I, I, I'm not interested in that at all. I used to think that I might be. I almost joined the military in the past. I have great respect, really, for any warrior. Anyone who's willing to go into battle, there's something about that I respect. But that doesn't make it right. That doesn't make it the best choice for us as a species. So let's sit down and talk. Let's talk. Let's talk it out. And if they won't do it by some formal channel, if there isn't any government action being taken on that front, or it's not successful, 
Doesn't seem to be successful. Sorry, doesn't seem to be, right? Well, why don't we just talk? Who wants to talk to me? What if we just start talking to each other? And what if we're able to kind of sort it out? What if we're able to kind of come to an agreement and say, you know, um, here's, I think, maybe where we went wrong. What if we're able to see the world through each other's eyes and come to a new agreement that we're not only going to have not a hot war, we're going to have the war that didn't happen, the war that didn't even turn cold, the war that ended before it began. Because right in the beginning, we had the foresight to know that we're not going to be proud of leaving behind a history of destruction. You know, in my country, they always taught us that America won every war pretty much. But the truth is, there is no winning a war. People just committed atrocities until they stopped. And then they said, well, these are, you know, we established... Whatever we established that we say is our our dominance over the world and policed the world. And we had an era and maybe we still have it. We have a responsibility to keep the world safe is how I understood it. But really, we were taking over places too, weren't we? We were interfering with other people's affairs, weren't we? We were trying to choose the leaders of other countries, weren't we? We were lying to people, weren't we? We were lying to our own people, weren't we? We were spying on ourselves, weren't we? Each other, weren't we? Weren't we all kind of being dicks? And there's maybe other dicks. Maybe we need to hear the Team America speech because I think they nailed it with that. We need to have a laugh together. Because when we laugh together, we remember. It's like we see each other on our true level. We're like, (laughs) it's just a sense of relief that like you remembered. We're the same. We're friends. We don't have to be mad. We don't have to hate each other. We don't have to be afraid of each other. We're not going to let loose on each other these monsters that we've built. That we've, we've let people build, that we've funded, that we've created, we've amassed the means of annihilation. We're just, we don't need it. Let's not use it. Let's take it apart and use it for something else. Let's go explore space instead. Doesn't that sound fun? That sounds a lot more fun than another war, right? People who just want adventure, you want to do something courageous, let's explore. I'd love to see Russians and Americans and Ukrainians and Chinese people all going on on trips together. Fucking see what's out there, man. Report back. Bring us back some souvenirs. That sounds fucking cool. That sounds like a good time, man. Sign me up for that. Don't sign me up for a war. So I'd like to put that invitation out. Let's start with Putin down. And I'll start with Biden down. And anyone who wants to talk to me about what's going on, I'm happy to talk about it.
I'm happy to talk as as an impartial observer. But a partial participant in a general project to raise the consciousness of humanity and to make us remember that we're friends and we don't need to do bad things to each other. I'm not going to be mad at you. I'm going to try not to be mad at you if you do bad things, whoever you are. I'm going to forgive you for bad things. And I'm going to see that I might have done the same things you did if I were you. And maybe it's not for me to judge. But I'm going to be really happy that we don't have to be be hurting each other. We don't have to be enemies. We don't have to be afraid anymore. I'm going to be really happy about that. Because you know what I haven't seen over the years, unfortunately, while I've seen the military build up, and I've dreaded seeing its eventual use if it ever comes to that firsthand i've grown up around it my whole life i've been around it i've touched it with my own hands these are the weapons that could destroy us all these are the tools of annihilation i've touched them touched a b2 felt it and said wow this is a powerful machine but it's so simple isn't it you just made a metal glider with a thing that could blow people up that's kind of a dick move man It's kind of a dick move to throw a kite with a firecracker on it into your neighbor's yard and let it fall on them, you know? It's kind of just a really big version of that, right? It's kind of the same thing Hitler was working on, if I understand correctly. That might be where they got the idea. Stealth bombers. So we're all trying to outdo each other with our weapons so that when it comes to war, we can just win. But there's no winning these wars. And I suspect on a deeper level that it may be a distraction. It may be an intentional attempt to take our attention and put it somewhere it doesn't belong. And so to everyone, I would recommend that you, for your homework, pause. Find solitude. Try to feel what you want to feel. Tune in to how you want us to behave. And remember that that's possible. And we all have a choice. We can like a tuning a radio. We can tune our emotional radio, our perceptual radio to that frequency. I want to be on one of creation and sharing and and amazement and laughter. I want to be on that frequency. Who wants to join me? Right? You're welcome to join me. Attendance is optional, but you're always welcome to join me. I'm going to try to be there. I know sometimes I might be somewhere else. The channel might change. But I'm going to go back up there. I'm always going to return to there. I might come down. And I might go down because I just I'm curious, right? I might want to engage. But I'm going back up. And I think you might be too. 
Thank you for listening. Thank you for giving me your attention. That is the most valuable resource we have, is our attention. Put your attention on what you want to see. I want to see a world where there was no war to speak of. Where war was dismissed as a stupid thing people did before they got enlightened. That's the barbaric behavior. That's what we're going to leave behind. That's the history we're going to choose. I'm calling it right now. Regardless of what happens, even if there is a, even if there is a war, they say there is. No, there's not. We're going to look back. Our children, our children's children, they're going to look back at a time when they had a thing called war. And that was just a phase of the growth of humanity. And we had to get over that hiccup. But we all came together. And our cultures coexisted. And it was a miracle. Because most planets aren't like that, I bet. Our planet's like a lot of places put together. We're all coexisting for now, right? That's pretty cool. We can learn a lot from each other. We can achieve a lot together. But it takes a lot of courage for us to be willing to let the other one take us down. To put our guard down. Because you can't give someone a hug with a gun in your hand. Someone's got to put their gun down. Someone's got to say no. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not playing this game. I'm not going to do the war game with you. I'm just not. I'm going to try to maybe make things better here some other way. I'm going to I'm going to find a way to to make things better for someone else. I'm going to I'm going to try to set an example of how I think others should be living maybe, but I'm I'm not going to enforce it on you with violence. I'm not going to become a prison guard. I'm not going to become someone who enforces rules. I'm not going to become someone who dominates another person. I want to go within myself. I want to see what's really out here. I want to help humanity reach that golden age that's going to come when we no longer think we're the only ones here because we know we're not for the first time. I don't know we're not from the kind of experience that would leave it completely undeniable to me. I'll be honest. I know there's something else out there. I know that a lot of effort has been put into maintaining an illusion of separation from everything else. But that illusion will necessarily fall and fade. And now together... We choose. I choose the path of peace. I choose the path of love. I choose the path of friendship. And if you want to shoot me, go ahead. Did that make you feel better? Can you have what you want now? Are you powerful now? Did you... Did you... Are you glad you made that choice? That you took a life of someone else? 
that you that you cut a branch off of that tree of life? Is that going to follow you somewhere someday? Is that going to let you live the life you want if you have to carry that on your conscience that you killed and harmed others? You might regret it. Or even worse, you might not. You might become something inhuman. You might let yourself become possessed by what can best be described as evil. You might become that for a time. But you don't have to. You don't need to. And I would much prefer you didn't. Let's put an end to wars and rumors of wars. Let's try to make that prophecy not come true. Let's try to disprove that. There doesn't have to be a war. Maybe there will be rumors. I don't care. You can have a rumor, okay? But not like a credible rumor. <laughs> we seem pretty close, you know? Not we. No one I know wants to have a war. But some people seem to want to start a war, right? Some would say there already is war. But whatever happens, just know you're going to be okay. Even if you die, you're going to be fine. The only thing that you might regret doing things that didn't feel right to you because someone else convinced you you had to or everyone else convinced you maybe but you knew you you, you shouldn't do it you didn't want to do it but you still did it don't do that because one of my favorite stories from the Cold War, because I am a student of history. I have for many years studied history and wars and and tried to understand, like, why would anyone ever do this? And, and how do we go from being peaceful to being, to being animals fighting, to being peaceful again, to being animals fighting, to being peaceful again? Is that like a necessary cycle? Or does that cycle end? Have we reached the end of that cycle? I think we have. But it takes a cognizance of the cycle, an awareness of it to prevent it from reaching the trough, the place you don't want to go, keeping you up toward the peak, so to speak. On the peak are people who decided not to fire their weapons at each other, people who intentionally missed People who didn't press the button that launched the missile. Because if it wasn't for some of those people, we wouldn't exist, right? There's a story of a guy who, if he followed his orders, procedures, what he trained to do, he would have hit the launch button, fired off a missile at the at America. But he thought, Something was off, and he didn't do it. And if, but if he had, the Americans had plans too, for in case that happens. And it would have led to widespread devastation in Russia. 
And they surely had plans that if that's happening, to try to make it happen back in America too. And maybe they would have chose to do that. And the whole world as we know it would have ended. Probably many of us would have never been born. I have a watch from the year that happened of Buck Talk. It's called. Um, I should be wearing it for good luck. This is back when it was called Bok Talk. Uh, I believe this is early when they changed it to Bok Talk. Actually, it was like Vok Talk. I might have that reversed. But anyways, this was like the official watch of the Soviet Union. It's an automatic. I'm winding it up. And I got this watch because I realized this is a piece of history. Because this was on the wrist of one of those guys who didn't have a war with people from my country. Someone who was ready to do it, who might have done it, but they didn't. I love that. And it reminds me of that time. It reminds me of that time when people had to choose if they were going to do something or not. And sometimes maybe they had to do it. Sometimes maybe it was the right decision. But usually, it's just a another guy who doesn't want to do what you don't want to do on the other side of that. And that other guy's a lot like you. So let's open up a dialogue. I want to talk to some people on any side of this issue. But I don't plan on giving a lot of focus to the side that is a big fan of having war or thinks that's necessary. But I'll talk to him. I just don't consider that a viable option for any of us. But I would like to know more about what led to this from other perspectives, from any perspective, from all perspectives. I want to know why do people feel a need to invade Ukraine? And why do people feel a need to have uh, NATO after I thought the Cold War ended a long time ago, but there's still NATO. And it seems like it seemed like there's no reason for NATO anymore if we're not going to have a, you know a war anymore. Now maybe it seems more understandable, right? NATO if Russia's invading other countries, taking them over. It's like oh yeah, see, told you you're gonna do it. Let's go take care of it. And that's you know Europe, America, all those guys teamed up, and they're like, yo, if these guys fuck with us, uh, they fuck with all of us, and. And it's kind of like a gang warfare sort of pact, right? But it's crazy. It's crazy that we're planning for a war like that. That we're setting out messages. Hey, we're all ready to kill you. That's not a nice thing to say. It's not nice to have a whole club that is made to fight someone without at least coupling that with people who are there to be friends. I want to engage Russia as a friend. Because if we had more friends being friendly, maybe there would be no more need for NATO. 
Maybe there would be no more need for concerning ourselves with the possibility that one day we're going to find ourselves waking up in a wartime country where our attention has been hijacked and we're forced to live in states of fear for real threat, real imminent danger. I don't want to wake up into that. Do you? I really would like to talk to some people who don't want that to happen and who can help us understand what the hell's going on. Because unfortunately, I can't trust the sources of information that are bringing this to me if I only rely on the main sources that are provided to me. So I want to more directly reach people who can tell me a perspective on things. But I don't want to devote unnecessary amounts of attention to tension. I want to focus on the initial purpose I wanted to make this show, the niche, so to speak. And that's to talk about I'm not going to say. Let's say it's yet to be discovered what we're going to talk about. To me too. The niche is humanity. The niche is keeping us alive. The niche is people who want to progress as a species. And to know what's coming next. And to help usher it in. And someday, I'm going to be the first podcast to be talking to people from other planets. That's a goal of mine. It sounds crazy, but it would have sounded crazy in the 1700s for someone to say, I'm going to be one of the first person to deliver a letter to someone on, you know, America. There was no America as we know it today, right? That just wouldn't happen. And they just said, dude, shut the fuck up. Go, you know, get some coal. <laughs> but no, I'm serious. Like, I, I think it's going to happen someday. And I think it's going to be cool. And I'm going to broadcast this as I am now. Just just psychically, you can do it, I think. You just in, put the intention out there that I want that which resonates with my message to hear it anywhere and everywhere. Throughout the universe. For to. To echo. I want other planets to not go to war. Because of what I'm saying. That's pretty fucking cool. Now you can laugh me off. And say yeah the, yeah, right shut up dude. And you know you might be right. But you might be wrong too. So why don't you just let me do it. And see what happens. Worst case. You're right. Don't listen to my show if you don't like it. You don't have to say anything about it. You don't have to judge it. You don't have to be... Just don't show up to class, right? My class is completely optional. But everyone's invited. But if you cheer me on, if you root for me, if you say, hey, yeah, I like that idea. That would be fucking cool, wouldn't it? Like we were talking to people on another planet and like all of a sudden it was like, holy shit, that's real. 
What if I was like the first show to have that? Maybe that'll happen someday. When the times, right? Maybe it's in 10 years, 100 years. Maybe it's in 10 hours. I don't know. But if I'm open to it, maybe it'll happen. Maybe it's going to happen in a way we don't expect. Maybe it's already somehow happening. I don't pretend to understand. But I desire to learn. And I thank you for giving me the chance to teach. Because to teach is to truly learn. I hope what I'm teaching is true and right. If it's not, I'm sorry, but I'm trying. And that's the distinction you will find with me if you were to ask me why should I listen to you instead of the mainstream, whatever show, name your show. Well, I have an agenda of truth, an agenda of authenticity, an agenda of exploration, curiosity. Those are my guiding lights. I'm not seeking profit. I'm not seeking recognition. I'm not seeking fame or fortune. I'm just exploring. And I'm trying to transmit and receive love. Because that's the most powerful thing, believe it or not. I look forward to talking to my friends I haven't met yet. And I look forward to making sure I don't have enemies that could have been enemies. And any enemies I do have, hopefully I can turn you into a friend. But for now, friends, I sign off. Have a good evening. Morning or afternoon. Das Vadanya.